Blog Talk Radio. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jets Podcast Review Show on 247sports.com. Week 16, the New York Jets fell in overtime to the Green Bay Packers by a final of 44-38 to in probably one of the wildest shootouts you have ever seen in the NFL. Along with Michael Cohen, I'm Daniel Feuerstein. Rick Lachlan at the moment will not be joining us uh, as, as you know, uh, Christmas Eve is tonight. So you've got two live Jews talking to you over this, uh, you know, Michael, let's just say this. Yeah, it's a loss. It, it's a tough one to swallow, obviously. But in a certain way, this was a heck of a game because why? Because we won as Jet fans because our franchise quarterback showed he's ready for the NFL. Yeah, yes, they did. He did show that he was ready for the NFL. I mean, it was a, a classic game between two quarterbacks. I mean, think about this for a second. Let me just backtrack. You don't get – now, we don't know what Sam Darnold's going to be in a few years, okay? You know, we don't know whether he's going to become a, a big-time NFL quarterback. But it's very rare that you get these kind of match, matchups between one of the great quarterbacks – and let's say, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of the great quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, if not, maybe the best quarterback in the league right now. Going up against a, a, a young kid who wants to be one of the uh, top quarterbacks in the league. Very rarely do you get that kind of matchup. You know, I, I remember, you know, Steve Young against Peyton Manning. We only got that once. Uh, Dan Marino against Peyton Manning. We got a couple of times. Uh, we never saw, you know, Elway against Manning. We never saw Elway or Marino against Tom Brady. Uh, we saw Manning against Favre once. That was it. So when you get these kind of matchups um, between good quarterbacks, and I look, I understand that we don't know. I'm not trying to say that Sam Darnold is one of these, was, is Peyton Manning or whatever, yet in, the, in this point in his career. The point is, when you get these kind of matchups between really good quarterbacks, enjoy it. Now, yes, if you're a Jet fan, you're upset with the way that things unfolded. Your team was up 15 points. The defense spits the bit. Uh, we could talk about the penalties. We'll talk about the way the defense played in just a second. But step back and just look at the performance by the two quarterbacks. That was classic football between two very good players. One who has been there, done that, is established as one of the greats of all time, and a kid who's trying to get there. I mean, it was it was just a phenom- it was a really a heavyweight matchup from that standpoint between these two. Now, you mentioned something before I go back to you about uh, two Jews on Christmas. Well, I got one thing. I hope this plays. <laughs> one thing to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. Yes. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's, Let's go ahead and get back to football here as we uh, talk about this game. Um, and thank you very much for that. Actually, we need a nice little laugh after this whole situation. Um, you know, the negativity that we've seen already, we'll get into the – we're not going to basically cut to the chase. The negativity of the Jets continues to linger. Um, you know, they can't hold on to leads. Uh, they mm-hmm. keep failing to uh, basically finish off these games and hold on for the win – some are saying that's fine. We get a good draft pick uh, in uh, you know at the moment they're at number three on the draft order for 2019. 
you know, that's all fine and dandy. You know, I don't look at that while I'm into the season. I don't look at the tanking, uh, so-called tanking that's going on right now. The truth is, is that, you know, I, I, I want the Jets to get a victory here. I want them to feel good about themselves. You know, they'll get a good player in the first round. We all know they will. But, you know, it, it, you know, the tanking part, I don't bother with it. I don't worry about it because, you know, at, when it's all said and done, the New York Jets are going to get a solid position in the draft, and they're going to look very good. But once again, it's a combination of two things. And no matter what anybody says, yes, the referees were terrible in the fourth quarter. I mean, eight penalties for like over 112, 120 yards, something like that. At the same time, you know, the Jets, they committed these penalties. Some of them were true penalties, and some were fabricated. But still, though, the Jets have nobody to blame but themselves because they lost a two-score lead. Yeah, they lost a two-score lead. Now, I don't know why you're getting the tanking thing. You know, you don't have a team that's tanking here. This team's trying to go out there every week and win games. They're just not good enough to win games right now. That's the problem. Exactly. I mean, this built a 15-point lead. Sam Darnold was lighting up this Packers defense. I mean, he was tearing them apart. He was precise with his passes. Uh, and the defense early on was getting to Aaron Rodgers. So they're getting some pressure on him. They sacked him a couple of times. Henry Anderson had a big sack in the game. But, again, it's the undisciplined play of this defense. One, the secondary, again, is atrocious. They were getting torn apart in reads. Aaron Rodgers was picking them apart. You knew that there was never going to be a situation where he was going to throw an incompletion or throw into double coverage. He was never going to do that. He's just too smart for a, a team like this, like the Jets, that's so undisciplined in the back end. And then you have Leo Williams getting himself tossed. Now, I really didn't, no one really could see what happened. We saw him push off a lineman, and then Rodgers ran up to ran up to him and pushed him. We didn't. I didn't see the the actual punch that Williams delivered. But the fact is, this is just a case in point of what's wrong with this team is that they are just they they get too wrapped up in the emotions of the moment, and they aren't focused. We even saw Buster Screen practically get into a fist fight with one of his coaches on the sideline. These kind of problems have been manifesting for a very long time, and. It's part of what's going wrong here with Todd Bowles as this as head coach of this team. He came in here as a disciplinarian, and he has done nothing, anything but instill discipline on this team. And it shows when you go up against a great team, or not a great team, Packers aren't a great team. I take that back. A great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get exposed. And that's exactly what happened to the Jets yesterday. Absolutely correct, Michael. They got exposed. And that's the one thing that, you know, when the season's over – uh, whether Todd Bowles, which we do believe he will be relieved of his duties once uh, they are done uh, with the regular season next Sunday or this co- or this coming Sunday, actually. Uh, hopefully the Jets will be uh, in a better position coaching-wise, scheme-wise, and disciplinary-wise because you are correct. You know, it, it, there's no question that there is talented players on the New York Jets. The problem is, at the moment, they're cool. And we've seen already at times they don't know how to keep their cool, whether it's on the field, off the field, in the locker room, post, post-game uh, interviews. You know, right now the Jets are in a position where, you know, they're going to have to do a lot of soul-searching because, once again, they need to make sure that cooler heads prevail. And I, I really think that, you know, in this, in this type of uh, situation – it's not just that cooler heads have to prevail. 
It's not just that, but the coaches, the coaching staff needs to put their players in a better position, whether on offense or defense, to win these games or finish these games when you have a well, two or three score lead. Right. Well, it's too late for this coaching staff. I mean, let's just be honest. It's too late. We, 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 you can say that, but it's too late for this group of coaches right now because all these guys are going to be fired. Uh, come next week, you would have to imagine. Uh, this, like, we, like I said, this team is, was undisciplined. The penalties at the end of the game, there are a couple of qu- penalties that are questionable, like the penalty on the tw- on, with the 12 men on the field. I thought that the player was out of bounds. I didn't think that he was in, in the line of play at all. That flag should not have been thrown. Uh, there was also a question about the penalty on Jamal Adams for pass interference when he was playing the ball. They threw a flag on him. Those are questionable calls. But again, you have a guy like Tremaine Johnson who clearly grabs the arm of the uh, of a wide receiver down the sideline. It's going to draw a penalty. How many times have we seen Tremaine Johnson do that? It seems like it's every week he's drawing at least two pass interference penalties, and then uh, the responsible seventy-two million million dollar uh, uh, player that he is. He runs away from the media when they come up to him and ask him questions. So it's just part of the culture of decay that's there with this Jets football team. And it's really time that they bring in a new coach, a new administration in here, and clean house. And a lot of these guys are not going to be here. You know, I know the guy like Tremaine Johnson with his attitude is not going to be here. A guy like Leo Williams, I'm sorry, I know he's a first-round pick. He won't be here clean up this thing up. They need to change the face of this team. I'm going to tell you right now, there's only maybe four or five guys on this team that are going to be here, that you know are going to be here and in five years, at least. Darnold, Her- uh, Hen- uh, Herndon, Robbie Anderson, and Jamal Adams. Now, of course, you got contracts, rookie contracts, you got a ton of extensions, I-, I get all that. But the point is, those four guys are your core pieces. That's it. That's it. Where's everyone else? There is none. And that's true, Michael. I mean, they're going to have to do a lot of soul-searching. The the Jets front office is going to have to do a lot of soul-searching. Whether McCagnan is remaining as general manager or they bring in someone new, uh, that's going to be the big task uh, at hand. They're going to have to find a a way to uh, tell some of these guys, that's it. Uh, You know, we're going to cut you free. We're going to cut you loose. I don't know about Leo Leonard Williams. I think he has a one-year remaining on his rookie-year deal. I think it's a four-year deal, but I could be wrong. We'll, you know, we'll delve into that uh, some other right. time. But, uh, but I believe he's got one more year at least to uh, uh, look like you know he can uh, fix himself, and hopefully you know he can go out there and improve because you know once again he needs one more opportunity to you know at least get the necessary sacks to go out there and and do the damage. Now talk about some of the positives, because once again, Michael, yes. tons of positives. Unfortunately, the, the, you know, we already talked about the glaring negative of just losing a two or three score lead against the green Bay Packers who sadly, you know, got some beneficiary of certain calls. But once again, um, you know, the play of Sam Darnold uh, was absolutely tremendous. What he showed out there my God, you know, this is, the, this is the kid, like you said, we don't know what's going to be in his future, but so far, you know, completed 24 out of 35 attempts for 341 yards, uh, three throwing touchdowns, of course, to Chris Herndon, Elijah McGuire, the Robbie Anderson throw, uh, sacked twice, but the number one thing so far we've seen 
in the last two games for Sam Darnold, and that is a big, fat goose egg on the interception section of his statistics. And now, because of the three touchdowns, he has more touchdowns and interceptions right now. I used to get into fights with um, other people on other radio shows on another station about what is a franchise quarterback. And to me, a franchise quarterback is somebody who make, puts the team on his back and makes everybody around him better. Where was this unit, this offense, four weeks ago? Floundering, right? They couldn't score. Mm-hmm. They couldn't gain even 10 yards. Hell, they couldn't even get a first down. With Josh McCown, who was basically at the end of his, of his playing career, for that matter. They couldn't do anything. So here comes this kid who, yes, he's coming off of a foot injury, had four weeks, to, uh, a month to sit back, and watch the game, which is what he probably should have done from the start of the season, but you know, I, I regress over there. Um, and he has just turned it on to another level. He looks a completely different player. He's in full command of the offense. He's in full command of the team. He looks like a guy who's been around for a couple of years now. He's just a totally different player. And that's what a franchise quarterback has to be. The, a franchise quarterback is the guy that you know who the unquestioned leader of the team is. And I used to get in fights with people about Mark Sanchez. I hate to bring him up, but, you know, that's, that was the fight I used to get into. And I said, he is not a franchise quarterback because he doesn't put the team on his shoulders. They have to do everything else, great defense, running game, everything, in order to win games. You know that this team eventually, now they have to get other pieces, of course, on the defensive side, and the defense collapsing is a big reason why they lost these last two games. They have to fix that. But you know when they get everything else settled, the guy who's going to win the games, the guy who's going to put the thing on, team on his shoulders is number 14, and there's no question about it right now. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully this continues. But uh, he's moving in the right direction. Yep, he definitely is, and that's all you can ask for, to be honest. That's all you can ask for for a kid like Sam Darnold. You know, we I understand he took everything on his shoulders right off the bat. Now, were they positive uh, moments? No, absolutely not. And, no. you know, after – I mean, it all came crashing down after the win in week six against the Indianapolis Colts. And, and at the same time, injuries were also a big po- proponent for the Jets, unfortunately. That's the one true thing you can say. Injuries can always kill momentum here or there. But if, you know, you got a young guy like Darnold who is not – delivering because he's trying to do too much and you know what and this is what i've even said i said that even before darnold was going to become the quarterback of the team when they still had teddy bridgewater in preseason i think i said this as well michael kid sit back let Mm -hmm. him learn from the sidelines and when you're ready to throw him back out there or not so much back out there but when you're ready to throw him in there then only then can you say, you know what, this is what we got to do for Sam now. Let him learn from the sidelines. Let him understand what needs to be done here. You know, they went all in on, on Darnold, rightfully so, rightfully so. But still, you know, this was the one thing I got concerned is I didn't want him to get overwhelmed. There were times he was and there were times he wasn't. But the times he was, it was a big detriment. And then, of course, the injury. And like I said many times in the past on past shows and in articles, I'm not rooting for him to get injured, but thankfully, this was the wake-up call. And at the same time, he recognizes now what he had to do. He did it brilliantly these last three weeks. 
one and two these last three weeks. But still, though, for him, this is not about the record. This is about his development, and right now the proof is in the pudding. How often can you say – I mean, this may be the, a situation where you look back in this and say that injury against Miami was the best thing that ever happened to the franchise. Could happen. Yep. Could happen. You never yep. know. I mean, you know, we have to see it play out here, of course, but it could certainly happen. Uh, he was a big positive. I mean, and another big positive is the two receivers, Hendren and Anderson. My God, those two guys are incredible. Uh, did, you see, did you see the one-handed catch by Hendren? I mean, oh my God. this guy, yeah, Chris this Hernan- guy is unbelievable. Oh, my God, that was awesome. Oh, my God. This guy, and look, the Jets have gotten a lot of flack for the tight end position for years. Uh, remember even two years ago, they didn't even have a tight end to throw to? I mean, now they got exactly. somebody who can catch the football. Uh, okay, he's not okay. He's not a great blocker, but you know what? In today's NFL, you really don't need that right now. You, 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 can, you can draft, you can sign another blocking tight end if you wanted to. But he gives them an option down in the middle of the field uh, he's a physical presence, and you know what? He's making big plays. He's making big plays. He's making a statement that, hey, look, you know what? Maybe Darnold to Hendren is going to be something of the equivalent one day of a Rivers to Gates. Who knows? It may be that good. Who knows? One day. Exactly. And by the way, it's Chris Herndon, not Hendren. It's Herndon, H-E-R-N-D-O-N. Herndon. But you know what? You're absolutely correct, uh, you know, Michael. I mean, you know what, what a game you have. Okay, okay. It's my Mike Princess impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. But listen, we got. Hey, listen, it's got to be the proper pronunciation. But you know, Chris Herndon. Uh, I mean, what can you say about him? Six receptions, eighty-two yards, with one five-yard grab that surprised the secondary of uh, the Packers to make it at the time twenty-eight to uh, twenty for the New York Jets. And uh, you know, and once again, uh, Robbie Anderson over a hundred yards receiving in this one nine receptions 140 yards i mean look what he did from start to finish the all the positive plays that he has made once again it's not what he does on the field that's a problem it's what he does off the field is a problem and hopefully those issues will be gone and robbie anderson i'll say this i don't know because i know he's demanding a a long-term deal i think he needs a bridge contract right now to be honest, I think he has one more year left on his deal. But to be honest with you, he should get at least a bridge contract, not too large, maybe two years to just to keep him satisfied, maybe three years. I think that's fine. But then, you know, if he can show more of this and more uh, great chemistry with Sam Darnold, I mean, three games in a row with a touchdown. He's got six touchdowns in this entire season right now with one more game remaining. Hopefully he'll get a touchdown against the Patriots in Foxborough. But, you know, Robbie Anderson, once again, Michael, is proving he's not a number one yet. He, at the moment, I will say this. I've said this to many friends. They've, they've asked me about Robbie Anderson. I've said he's got a bright future in the NFL. He's got great rapport. He's got great instincts on the field. Do, and they ask me, well, do you think he's a number one? And I said, honestly, no, he's not a number one. Right now, I say he's a number two. But if he continues to be like this, Yes, he can be a number one starting wide receiver. He can be that number one, but he has to prove it. He's proving yeah, it I mean, slowly but surely, but there's still more time for him to improve to become a number one. These last three weeks have been the best three weeks that he has had in a very long time, maybe in his entire career. I mean, it's been, he's been that good the last three weeks. Uh, he's clutch. He's getting big catches. He's getting touchdowns each of the last three games. He's got a nice rapport with Darnold. You've got to like that. 
Um, and if you are a general manager like Mike McCagnan or whoever they're going to bring in as the next general manager, we're assuming that McCagnan doesn't return. Uh, like you said, you have to consider bringing this guy back, keeping this guy around. And hopefully, you know, he can get past those legal issues. You know, hopefully those days are behind him because there is a lot of talent there with this kid. It really is. There really is. And I think there would be a shame for him to, uh, you know, have another – Yep, a meltdown for no reason. You know, I mean, hopefully, I mean, we'd like to think he's learned his lesson, uh, but hopefully that, uh, you know, what he can prove once again, because, you know, he he made this team all on his own. You know, he wasn't drafted. Uh, it was a free agent in, in a tryout, and look where he is now. He's in the NFL. And, you know, when you're in the NFL, you can't do the not-for-long situation. You have to keep on proving to everybody that you do belong. Do I think he belongs? Yes. But if he goes back to having one of those uh, meltdown moments back at home during the off season with the you know with the uh, local authorities, then forget it. You know that no one's going to touch him, and that would be a big shame in my opinion because Robbie Anderson has proven he has plenty of great things to go forward with. And how about the special teams, Andre, Andre Roberts, Roberts, Michael? I I can't stop talking about him. At 30 years of age, you, you, I want, mean, he's... you want an Andre Roberts jersey under your Christmas tree. Oh, but you don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. But the truth of the matter is this, is that you have to praise and talk about what we have seen from him. Uh, finally, uh, after all these wonderful kickoff returns that hasn't gotten him into the end zone, but still, he's a pro bowler. And that's even better. But he's, he's really done. He's really he's really done a nice job. I mean, he's 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 got a lot of speed. He's earned that Pro Bowl bid. Uh, and it, yeah, Marion, I, thought, I thought he had a chance. I, I, I thought he had a chance to bring. Yeah, I thought he had a chance to bring it back home for a second touchdown, but of course he got stopped. Uh, and the Jets ended up mm-hmm. having to settle for a field goal. But he's a really good player. We only got a couple more minutes, Dan. I just want to bring this up. No offense, but I just want to bring this up because it's out there. And it's the rumor mill going on with the head coach. Uh, there was rumors yesterday that the Jets have a strong interest in, in Jim Harbaugh right, with Michael, Michigan. Unfortunately, your connection, Michael, Michael, your connection is a little uh, off right now. Go back real quick. And, uh, so is yours. We'll I can't hear you. So your connection is off, Michael. Uh, go and call back. Yep. So Michael Cohen will call back to help finish off the show. But, you know, once again, Andre Roberts, what can you say, you know, what he's done on special teams, return for the touchdown. You're still breaking up. I can't hear you very well. I don't think it's yeah. me. I don't know if it's uh-huh. it, it, Yeah, you're, it might you're, be we're having more issues. Yeah, we're having uh, – uh, hold on. I think we're having issues with the connection here, Michael. So try and call back again if you can. And if not, um, you know, don't worry about it. We'll uh, a little later. But try and call back if there's more connection issues here. Um but once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a situation, once again, that we're happy that special teams uh, has go out there. And all you can do is say is that this Jets team, they have the pieces. They have the pieces but they need more pieces to become a better side. So hopefully, um, hopefully this this situation 
will improve during the off season uh, when the free agency period opens up, and hopefully um, we can continue on here and we can see what this Jets team can do for the future. Now, once again, um, you know it all depends on how they're going to draft, who they're going to select in the uh, free agent frenzy. But once again, it's a situation for the New York Jets that they must, and I stress, they must find a way. They must find a way to go out there and get the solid free agents, the solid free agents that all you can say is is that this team is on the right track. Uh, not so much defensive-wise because of the undisciplinedness of the, some of the penalties. And yes, you can definitely blame the referees at times for some poor officiating. Uh, I, I also believe the uh, pass interference call uh, against Jimmy Graham on that two-point conversion, it doesn't look like a pass interference call at all. I thought, uh, you know, they were both grabbing. And then as soon as he turns around, you know, he's got the right to let go, and he did. And then he just, you know, picked it off. So it's an issue right now that, you know, once again, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the officials making a mess of things. But at the same time, the Jets also made a mess of themselves because they committed some of those penalties, you know, for real. So... You know, what are you going to do? Only so much you can do, and there's only so much you can uh, discuss. But once again, this New York Jets team has the ability to go out there, and they have the ability to find ways to look up and say, you know what? We have some pieces on this team that are good enough, they're strong enough, and they're going to find a way to go out and they're going to go out there and find a way to get these wins and hopefully they will be able to do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately we couldn't uh, finish the show with Michael Cohen. There's some connection issues, but uh, once again, the New York Jets in overtime, they fell to the Green Bay Packers by a final of 44-38. to 38. And join me along with Rick Lachlan this coming Friday as we will preview the final game of the regular season as the New York Jets will travel to take on the New England Patriots at Foxborough. And apparently for the Patriots, a bye is on the line. Can the Darnold find a way to upset Tom Brady? For Michael Cohen, I'm Daniel Foresey. This has been the Jets Podcast Review Show on 247sports.com through blogtalkradio.com. We'll talk to you on Friday for the final preview show of the regular season. Talk to you next time. So long and bye-bye for now.